My good people, surprise! That's right, it's yours truly, bringing you some midweek content here on the J Reels podcast, as this is your host, J Reels. For those listening for the very first time, I welcome you guys aboard, and for those who have been with me on this journey from episode 1 to now 72, I welcome you guys back. Here to pose a question, do you know of any Toronto Raptor fans out there? Well, I know personally, I don't know of any in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. I don't think there's any in the South, probably out West, maybe in the Midwest and certainly at the U.S.-Canadian border, but I had to go north of the border to reach out to an old colleague, an old friend who, going back to my blog talk radio days, who's certainly been a part of the fabric of Toronto, and that's a native and author, Dave Mendonco, who wrote a book a few years ago called 100 Things Raptor Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Dave is a guy who hosted his show on Block Talk Radio. We'll talk about everything that's happening with this magical playoff run that the Raptors have been on. Of course, the shot in Game 7 with Kawhi Leonard against the Sixers. Obviously, the coronation of Game 6 in Toronto on Saturday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. And we'll touch on all that, including the ambassador, quote-unquote, Drake being the celebrity face of the fandom up in Toronto, We'll talk about Kawhi Leonard's impending free agency. We'll get his prediction on the NBA Finals as it will commence tomorrow night up in Toronto. What is that? The Scotiabank Arena. They change these names of these buildings all the time. To me, it's the Air Canada Center, but be that as it may. So we'll get Dave on here to discuss about all of that and take a pulse of the city and how everybody's uh, reacting to this historic championship run that they've been on as they captured the Eastern Conference Championship just on Saturday. And uh, we'll get right into it with none other than, again, Dave Mandanka here to discuss everything that's happening with the Raptors, the city, and, of course, the upcoming NBA Finals. All right, on the line, I have an old buddy back in my Block Talk radio days who hosted a show with his buddy, Audley Stevenson called The Breakdown, talking everything about the NBA. And he's from, believe it or not, the North, as in we the North in Toronto. His name is Dave Mendonca. We're going to talk Raptors, everything that's happening up in Toronto. And, of course, his book, because he's an author, 100 Things Raptor Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. My man, it's a pleasure. It's been a long time since uh, we've discussed on and off the air. But uh, I will ask you this. I'm sure this was long awaited and long overdue to have a taste of Conference championship uh, aspirations, but now we know we have one more mountain to climb. So take me back to Saturday night and everything that transpired, especially when they were down 76-61 and the big comeback and the posterization of uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo from Kawhi Leonard. As a huge Raptor fan, 23 years, please walk me through all those tournament events that happened Saturday night. First up, Jason, man, it's amazing to be on your show. Everybody out there, this guy's a top-notch guy. He knows his stuff. <laughs> We've gone way back. I, when I when I saw like on Facebook, Jay's like, "Hey, man, you want to be on my show?" I'm like, "Damn straight, man! I'm so <laughs> in." So, sir, thank you for inviting me. I totally appreciate it. All right, so, my pleasure. So let's get to yeah, no worries, man. So let's get to Game Six. It was completely and utterly nerve-wracking. Every possession, you know. Jay, you know in basketball, playoff basketball, uh, every possession counts, man. And this was a deciding game. You know, you, you touched upon it a little bit about the background, you know, uh, Raptors uh, franchise history, you know, all, all the disappointments, all of the players that left, you know, Bosch, McGrady, all these guys and the 
trade of Vince Carter away and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We suffered a lot, Jay. A lot, man. So game six, one game away from going to the NBA Finals, man. I still remember, like, what was it? April 19th, 1996, uh, my birthday, checking out a Raps game at the Skydome. Mm. 500 level, man, against the Washington Bullets, the then Bullets. Raps won that game. And now to this moment, game six, an opportunity to close it out, man. So I'm watching this game, you know, Raps, you know, had a tough first half, you know, down. Then the second half, again, down. They kept on plugging away. You know, Freddie Van Vliet, incredible. Kawhi, the left-hander over Giannis. We totally exposed Giannis, throwing all those bodies at him. It's just, you know, like, like as a Raptors fan, like a lifer like I've been, you're like, are you sure, man? Like, like, are we sure this is happening? Because I knew going into game six, Jay, like I was like, you know, if it was Kyle and DeRozan, I'd be like, really, really, like, I don't know if this can happen, right? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing as a Raptors fan, man. Like, you're so used to playing teams that have that superstar. We've never been that team, you know? So, but having Kawhi was just this stabilizing influence, right? Like, going in, like, oh, man, I hope they win. But wait a second, we have Kawhi. We have a guy who's done it, NBA Finals MVP. He get it done, man. Like, game five, he was clutch. You know, game six, man, like, if we're down again, these guys can bounce back. And, man, what a roller coaster ride. And that second half and the third and fourth quarters, just seeing them just battle back. And then finally, just the Raptors just slowly pulling away a little bit. And you can just see the Bucks cracking under the pressure because they don't have that battle-tested experience that many of the Raptors have had, you know, in the playoffs, being in conference finals before and stuff like that. So it was really amazing to see that, oh, my God, like, this is actually our time. And I, being a Raptors fan, you're just not used to this. You're, you're used to the choke job. You're, you're used to, you know, the ill-advised pass at the wrong time or the ill-advised shot at the wrong time. And this was the time for us to finally pull it together. And, you know, the Raptors, Jay, man, like, they, they know how to make you sweat. And... <laughs> Every playoff, every postseason they're in, like, yeah, the last few, LeBron's owned us, man. He's like, we've been his personal punching bag, you know. But it's just the elation, man. Like, when you finally realize, oh, my God, like, time's ticking away. This is, like, a real thing. And some great moments. Yeah, the, yeah, the Kawhi dunk, the Freddy threes. It, it just, I'm still, I'm getting gooseys right now. The, goose, <laughs> the goosebumps, man. I, I still can't believe it. Then you see, like, Nav Batia, like, once, you know, the clock strikes zero and the game's over, his arms are raised. And in my opinion, he's the real super fan. You know, Drake's cool. He's done a lot for the franchise, gets a lot of exposure for them. But to me, Nav, classy guy. He's been there from day one. Uh, he's been to, like, to the freaking Raptors games during blizzards, rainstorms, no matter what, man. So he gets my respect. Well, what a moment, man. Like, uh, I was watching it with um, a buddy and his wife and my wife, like, at his house, and we were just all freaking out, like, all of Canada. See, yeah. like, Jay, for your listeners out there, man, like, here's the thing. The Raptors are, spo- are supported by a country, a nation. Yeah. You know, like, the Knicks, they got New York supporting them, which is great, but we're talking Canada, man. And we're so freaking hungry for a title, man. Like, the Maple Leafs haven't won since 67, man. Yeah. Hasn't won, you know what I mean? Like, 
We're so hungry. The Jays won, like the Toronto Blue Jays in the early 90s. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But, dude, man, just the elation, man. Just this buildup of, like, all the times, like, what was it, the 98 season? We had 16 total wins. The Marcus Canby time, you know? It's all all these terrible seasons and drama and all this crap and people bolting for, you know, better pastures and stuff. You know, finally, Jay, finally, we're getting to the biggest stage. You know, I get it, man. Golden State, they're a juggernaut. I get it. I get it. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. Oh, we're absolutely certainly going to break all that down as far as the finals are concerned to get your take on that. But I want to take you back, though, to obviously the 23 years. We can go through every little nook and cranny, whether it was the Vince Carter shot at the end of the Sixer game, Game 7 in Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, there's a whole laundry list. We talked about LeBron. You talked about the players leaving for greener pastures. But now that you've come to this point, and now how can we forget the shot in Game 7 against Philadelphia, which obviously if the Raptors win, that's a shot that's going to go down in NBA playoffs lore without question, but it's really going to cement it if the Raptors win the title because they're going to look at that shot as pretty much the springboard for them winning a title. But with all that being said, what is it that, that about this run – that you that you're gonna look back now. I'm sure probably years down the road, and you're gonna be fond whether they win, whether they get swept, whatever it may be. But what's the one shining moment for you as a fan? Was it more Game Seven? What happened beating Philadelphia, or obviously this moment here in uh, Game Six against the Bucks? Wow, man. Well, obviously getting it done in Game Six propels you to the promised land. So that that to me is number one. But, like, that Kawhi shot, like, obviously, Game 6 doesn't happen if there's no Game 7 Kawhi, like, against right. Philly. When that shot happened, I, the whole, like, I, I could feel the whole country, like, the ground shake. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone went crazy. Because here's the thing, Jay. A shot like that, it doesn't bounce in for Raptors. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, that's the other team that gets that shot, man. Yeah. But for, for, like, the only time ever, we got it. So... I, obviously, the biggest shot in Raptors history, obviously, is that Kawhi Leonard shot. It right. was phenomenal. The basketball gods, they kissed us that day. They said, you know what? It's your day, guys. <laughs> so, obviously, that's probably the most memorable part of the run is just just finally getting a break, man. And that's what happens with these Cinderella runs. You, you need those. And you know what? It's also just a testament to the NBA. Like, what other sport, really, can you have one guy – to, to really impact the game that like, really that largely, you, you can't say it's, the same for baseball or hockey. You know what I mean? Right? It's just no, without question. Sport, yeah, absolutely. You know, and he, he's taking it on his shoulders, Kawhi. And finally, you know what? Like throughout the playoffs, it's like when is this Raptors bench going to pick it up a notch? You know, it's like Freddie had a uh, you know like a slow start. Freddie VanVleet to the playoffs, and other guys have been slow, but now it feels like they're picking up their steam. Freddie can't miss a shot, and all these guys are clicking. So yeah. it, it, it's just, you know what, it's been a wonderful run, but definitely yeah, the quiet shot was massive, and, and game six against the Bucks also massive. It's just, it just feels like we're getting the breaks, you know? Right. And the Warriors, let's see what happens. No, of course. And the reason why I bring that up as far as game seven against Philly is because, like you said, there's no game six if it wasn't for that shot in game seven, and it's a no-brainer to get a chance to win a game, a closeout game at home to go to an NBA Finals is going to trump pretty much anything else that's happened in your franchise's history. But considering that shot, what it meant, that was such a grueling series. You know, you guys were down 2-1. Everybody thought that with Embiid having that big game three and then you bounce back. 
obviously took the lead in game five and then the home teams won there out. But the one thing that uh, is going to stick out to me when I think about the postseason run, yes, I could think about game six and how they came back down 0-2, but a lot of it's going to be that shot leading up to now. Now, of course, we have the finals. You have to see how that plays out. So, and that remains to be seen. But before we get to the, the series itself, now with your book there, the 101 things, you know, Raptor fans do before they die, you probably have to have a revised version of it because I'm sure some of those things that are on that list probably have to be scratched off because I'm sure one of them is like, hey, I want to see them go to an NBA final or, hey, I want to see them get, you know, keep a star player, Kawhi Leonard, which we'll talk about later. Uh, any thoughts about what you need to do to revise that book as of this moment or would you uh, happen to wait until the finals are over to kind of update that? I guess you'd have to wait till everything's said and done, but uh, there's so many things that have yet to be added. Like, see, that book was released November 2015, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking about missing out on the Raptors run in 2016 to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron and all that sort of stuff, too. But, yeah, you'd have to blow up the book, man, because there's a lot of stuff to add. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, number one, yeah, that would have to change. There's, there's a lot of stuff that would have to change to that book. Because here's the thing, the Raptors are a young franchise, mm-hmm. and up until this moment, like the Raptors franchise best moments were like, oh, Vince winning the slam dunk contest. Right. <laughs> so, 2000. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and now we got Kawhi, you know, being clutch game seven against Philly, you know, and we got NBA finals. So it's going to change that. That's going to change. I don't know if I'm going to be the one writing that book. Might have to be somebody else, right. but um, man, like Raptors franchise history has been changed forever. And it's been such an incredible run. And, you know, let's keep it going. And listen, I got four interesting questions for you. As a Raptor fan, that's 23 years since its inception. And here you are now right on the precipice of the NBA Finals. First thing I got to start off with, is the city still abuzz with everything that's taken place in the last 48 hours? Or are they just now they're starving, ready to host game one of the NBA Finals? I think they're still enjoying it. Uh Uh, (laughs) I understand. It's a long time coming. A long time coming. Like, what I was really impressed by the Toronto fans. Like when um, they won, obviously downtown Toronto in Canada just went berserk. Uh, downtown Toronto, we we have these uh, like subway cars that uh, that go through the city and whatnot, and it, like, like the, the streets were packed with thousands of fans, right, clogging up downtown, and guys were on top of these cars, just you know, like partying and hoot- hooting and hollering, all this sort of stuff. But get this, Jay, which I was really impressed with. With all that commotion, guess how many arrests happened? Zero. Oh, that's great. No. Like, I'm so used to hearing about, you know, like when people, like, you know, when teams win, like the looting and gun violence. But I was really impressed yeah. how everyone kept it clean. The cops were like, yo, enjoy it, guys. It's been a long time coming. So the fans are still jazzed. And now the shift is, the focus is still, yeah, it's, it's now migrating towards, okay, Thursday, Let's get it done. Game one. Let's see what we can do. It's on our home court. When I found that out, by the way, I was like, "Are you, are you crazy? Are you kidding me? This is we got home court." Yep. So, as a Raptors fan, like even though we understand Golden State's phenomenal, hey man, like you just never know. Yeah, no, you don't. And now to talk about the series, uh, it's one of those situations where you have a team that's going for their third straight. Nobody's repeated since the Lakers of the early. 2000s number two there's their fifth straight NBA final so they've seen done everything that you can imagine and we get that Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green they have the NBA finals experience same with Serge Ibaka I can't forget about him 
But at the same time, this is their first time there. And you got to wonder, although the calm of Kawhi was certainly big, especially throughout game six, but you wonder with the game being at home and knowing that all the anticipation and the hoopla and the hype and all that, you wonder if they're going to be a little tight. You wonder if they're going to come out a little sluggish and combine that with the 10-day layoff of the Warriors and trying to get themselves healed up. I don't know if Durant, I'm sure he's probably not going to be ready for game one. But it's fascinating yeah. to think that you have Golden State and everything they've accomplished over the last five years to game one having that 10-day layoff and then Toronto still on a high from everything that has taken place, especially over the last few days, kind of having to come back down a couple of levels knowing that at any given moment, and we've seen it time and time again, Raptors will come out guns a blazing and the next thing you know, third quarter, you get one of those you know 21 to 2 runs by Golden State, and the next thing you know, you're staring at an 0-2 deficit. Yeah, uh, it's definitely possible, Jay. Uh, Like, in terms, okay, obviously, you know, guys guys like Kyle Lowry and whatnot, you know, being on the NBA final stage, they will be a little nervous. But here's the thing, Jay. The the Raptors don't have anything to lose. They're not the huge favorites the Warriors are, Right. So, like, the Raptors, like, I get it. You know, Kawhi and Larry are like, we got work to do. Messiah, you jury, is also saying we got work to do. But, hey, man, like, the Raps, as far as I'm concerned, they could play loose, man, because no one expects them to beat the Warriors. So, it, it, I think the Warriors are vulnerable, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I know against, that, against the Blazers, I, I get that they swept the Blazers, but there were a few games in that series where they were down big. And no, they were close. Also, you got... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and they, they have injuries. Like, you know, Durant's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, Cousins injured. I believe that Godala's going to play. But I mean, their bench, the Warriors bench, I see some holes there as well. Like, they're vulnerable. I think they're right for the picking, but yet, like, I, I get it. Like, the, the mainstays, the Currys, the Thompson, the Greens, like, those guys have done it. You know, they're a clutch. But if there's, if there's ever an NBA Finals, that could be had with the Warriors. I think this is the weakest Warriors team that's been in the finals since they, you know, got back onto the scene and started winning them again. So, I don't know, man. Hey, listen, that's why they play the games. And I really feel that if Toronto, they really want to get a leg up on the series, uh, they got to come out firing. And we see them through stretches where they, I guess they rely too much on Kawhi. And sometimes when you don't get the the Freddie Van Fleet of the world, or even Serge Ibaka, you know, the guys that come off the bench that are going to you know, make big contributions. You know, Kyle Lowry sometimes floats in and out of these games, although he's been good, especially in the uh, conference final. But the one thing you worry is that they have to continue to just keep pressing. They got to continue to just keep going at the basket. They got to continue attacking because if they're just going to settle for jump shots and make it a three-point fest against that Golden State team, it could be a long night and a long and a short series with that. You know how many times, Jason, like when, when I saw the Raptors playing these games against the Bucks, I shook my fist. Like, why are you shooting? Why, why, Danny Green, why are you in the game? Yeah. Like, why are you, you know, like just putting up these shots? Like, I'm telling you, you go to the rack, good things happen. You get fouled. You know, you can get a hoop. There's a lot of good things that happen. And I think the Raptors, they're just, I don't know, like gun shy a little bit or just maybe the defense is too you know the Bucks defense at times was pretty good in keeping them out of the lane and whatnot but you're right they have to come out big they got to make shots they got to get to the rack um but yeah especially if you're gonna make some shots like like make the shots if you're gonna go for like when you kick it out to Gasol in the corner Gasol listen you're vet man hit it yeah you know it's they got to be more consistent. And you're right. The Raptors have had dry spells. The offense, I find, definitely gets clunky in the half court. 
And if they don't have that rhythm, you know, then what happens is, you know, they'll miss their shots, then the other team goes in transition, gets a bucket. And the ultimate transition team is the Warriors, right? So they'll, they'll shoot that ball up court so quick, it'll be so tough to get back and defend. So they, they, you're right, the Raps have to come out strong, be consistent, be smart, don't just jack up shots, go for the high percentage shots. Things could happen, man, but definitely go to the rack, please. Yeah, that's going to help. And that's the one thing, too, when you look at the Raptors and especially the way they played Giannis, you know, now you have a situation where even minus Durant, they're going to have to play on the perimeter a lot because we all know the Warriors are going to three you to death. And even with Durant there, it's going to be tricky, but you can't worry about that right now because you wouldn't think he's not going to be, you know, in the lineup. But the one thing I will say, just, just to talk about Kawhi Leonard, obviously everybody knows his, the back of his basketball card. We understand 2014 NBA Finals MVP. We understand that he's been a, uh, NBA All-Pro first team. But now that he's gotten his own team and he's got to this stage, it's amazing to think. It's, it's almost as if he's been underrated throughout this whole run. And what I mean by that is here was a guy that a lot of people rank as one of the top players in the NBA, but we haven't seen him do it. Yes, did he do it in San Antonio that one year and even in 2013 when they ended up losing? Yes, but you still look at those teams as the Tim Duncan, uh, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker team. And then now that he's come to this team Pretty much the last year of his deal, he's going to be a free agent, and here he is playing the best basketball he could ever can. I wonder if it's a thing where a lot of it is his fortitude, intestinal and testicular, or is it a thing where he knows that hey, this is going to be it for me in Toronto, and I'm going to be leaving. Not to put any you know damper or a sour note on this whole uh, finals run, yeah. but th- that's yeah. the big question. And I understand you can't look ahead; you got to look at one game at a time of the finals. You enjoy it while he's here, but the one thing and I'm going to ask you as a fan: win or lose, do you think Kawhi's going to stay? My heart says yes, but my logical mind says he's out of here. So that's why I'm savoring every second, every moment. No, that's good. Uh, it, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I get it, man. Like, Toronto is not, you know, it's a top five, like, media city in North America. But, uh, you know, like, every guy's different. Every baller's different. You know, like, he's got family out in California. He's, hey, I get it, man. I get it. But you know what? He's with us now, and we're on this historic run. And let's not think about that. You know, if it happens, it happens. Like, this is something that's very rare, man. Like, like I know I'm not, like, going past what's happening right now. This is a special moment. Let's freeze it in time and let's see where we land. No, good for you. And a lot of fans should think of it that way because I'm sure they're probably going to think, oh, he's going to stay. They made it to the finals. It's his team, et cetera, et cetera. But we know how free agency could be. And next thing you know, it. uh could be a long, uh, hot summer if uh, Kawhi happens to leave. But, right, we're not going to worry about that now. I will say this. If they do win the NBA title this year, obviously they should throw every last dime at him and start erecting the statue of him making that shot over Joel Embiid Game 7 yeah. of the semifinals. Just put it right outside the Scotiabank Center. Put it out there even before tip-off of uh, the 2019-2020 uh, season. Have the statue out there, and that's it. Because guess what? If they do win, he's gonna he's gonna bring a statue, and I'm sure everybody in Toronto is gonna want to you know want to see that walking into the arena, especially with an NBA title in their uh, in their rafters. Well, uh, that's a no brainer. So I, I can see that happening. Like, here's the thing with Kawhi. Like, if you're if you're talking like money, he makes more money if he stays in Toronto. I believe it's like five years, 190 right. million, and it's and if it's elsewhere, it's four years, I don't know, 140. It's significant money left on the table. So if that's his angle, you know, there you go. You stay in Toronto, do a Paul George kind of thing, right? Yeah, okay, exactly. 
I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah, the, the, the statue's a given, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. Dude's already got his number up in the Raptors, so it's it's Look, a done deal after one year. Could and you imagine? Is that, is that, could you imagine? Is that a good thing or a bad thing that after one season a guy gets you know his number retired? But if he gets you a title, man, I could see that. You know what? Hey, at this day and age, I wouldn't put it past any team. But if as crazy as that may sound, that he was just there for the one year and won them an NBA title, you would almost have to do it considering what he meant to that franchise. And he only played 54 games. It's not as if he played an 80-game season. As you know, with these players, they need maintenance throughout the course of the year. And let me tell you something. When the Brights are at its biggest, he has been shining bright. And he's been the first and foremost he has been the storyline of this whole postseason and what he's did and carried this team to an NBA final. So that goes without saying. Before I get your prediction, I know you mentioned Drake earlier. Now, I had a problem with Drake, uh, not necessarily during game four and rubbing Nick Nurse's shoulders and you know him uh, trying to get at Giannis. That, to me, that was fine. The problem that I had with him is, that why didn't he go to Milwaukee for game five? Uh, listen, I understand he probably has a lot going on in his life or whatever, but it's only... A day trip to Milwaukee. It's not as if there was you know a huge gap in days. He could have flown into Milwaukee, gotten a seat. I know they would have booed him out of the building. Maybe he wasn't ready for that. Who knows? But as a right. lifelong Raptor fan that you are, uh, is Drake a little bit over the top? Are you kind of tired of it? Do you feel like he shouldn't be the guy that is the ambassador of the Raptors? Or you look at it as like, hey, that's our guy. He's Toronto. We're going to ride with him to the end. You know what? Personally, I don't have a problem with Drake. Like I, I think I love his enthusiasm right like he really like he's got a lot of energy and i i do think he like he, he does represent you know the six well across the world like the fact that he's talking about the city it, it looks good on us yeah he's got some theatrics but i think i find him funny oh okay. i find him like enter, entertaining like, i don't like i don't think he's a disgrace or anything like that no. he's a fan man he's juiced he's like i'd be juiced you know like i don't i don't know if i'd rub nick nurse's shoulders if i did they'd haul me away put me in jail right uh, but <laughs> you know you know what i mean but personally i have no trouble with drake i think he's a great fan he's just pumped like he he understands what what's at stake here no like the raptors have never been here before and he's just excited man that's all, I, I, to me no issue whatsoever in regards to him going to milwaukee well uh, with game uh, with that game, like he was actually in Toronto, like he was hanging out with fans in Jurassic Park, right? Game. You got it. Like so, they were all watching that, getting psyched up. So, uh, in terms of him not traveling over there, I don't know what his reasons were. Like I'm not Drake, of course. But um, hey, man, like I have no issue. If opposing teams have issues. Well, hey, Drake just got into their heads, right? So. Yeah. No issues here, man. No, I hear you. I, do, I guess you know what it is? Being a uh, a lifelong New Yorker and seeing Spike Lee and everything that he did, and again, I understand Spike Lee probably has a lot more investment in his team, not from a money standpoint, but just from a uh, spiritual, psychological, emotional standpoint. And I know he had gone to Indiana and all these cities back in the 90s, and I just maybe thought that Drake would take the trip to Milwaukee just to see if they would come back home up 3-2, but hey. That's just me. I, and that's, not that it's a knock on him or what have you, but it'll be interesting to see if they split or whatever it is. Let's say they're up 2-0. Will he be out in uh, Golden State, out in Oracle to watch those other games? That's 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 one thing I'm just going to keep an eye on just to see if he does that. Well, wait a sec, Jay. Are you saying that Drake is chicken? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say he's chicken. Oh, you know what? Let me put it out there. I think that every all the press that he got after that game four, yeah, I'll put it out there. Everything that all the press with the Budenholzer saying that, ah, you know, I didn't pay attention, but he shouldn't be rubbing uh, coach's shoulders because just like you said, if that was you doing that, you'd be hauled off to the slammer. 
And that's right. Yeah, but hey, listen, I'd, I would have loved to have seen him there in Milwaukee courtside, even though he would have been booed every five seconds. But you know what? He would have taken it like a man and would be like, hey, I got to give him props for that because it takes a lot of honor, a lot of courage to go into an opposing building uh, arena to be a supporter of the other team and knowing that you're somewhat public enemy number one. I certainly would have given him a lot of kudos. And we'll see what happens if the buzz go to Golden State. Because think about it. Let's say they're up 2-0. And by any chance, let's say they happen to be up 3-0. Will he be in Oracle for Game 4 to see the coronation or the possible coronation of the Raptors NBA championship? I mean, listen, to me, that's a no-brainer. But who knows? With Drake, uh, maybe he wants to wait until they come back to Toronto. Who knows? Yeah, Jay, you're just blowing my mind right now. Like The, the, the mere thought of the Raptors closing this season. Oh, geez. And so, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Are you serious, man? Yeah, no, I don't uh, think that's going to happen, but. Right. I think we're going to have a fight, man. Like, uh, these guys, these teams will fight. Like, I know a lot of the prognosticators are like, the Raps don't have a chance, right? Like, I, I, I've been reading the articles, the odds makers and all that sort of thing. It, it's quite overwhelming. But hey, man! Like, do you, does anyone remember the 2004 Pistons against the vaunted Lakers with Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton? Absolutely! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. They yeah. they dominated after even after losing that uh, that tough game too. They certainly uh, pretty much uh, put the screws on them. So they much had props no to superstar, them. man. They had no superstar. No, not without question. All right, and then to wrap up here, yeah. I just just uh, I appreciate your time here tonight, here uh, Dave, just to kind of put this baby to bed. Your thoughts on the series, prediction, what do you think is going to happen? And I know you're going to be objective. I, listen, I understand you're going to be with the pom-poms for the Raptors. I get it. But at the same time, uh, give me your prediction, your outcome, and what's going to uh, take place in the series. Okay, like as I mentioned, I think this is the most vulnerable the Warriors have ever been. Okay, so, you know, we're, I think the Raptors will benefit to um, Durant being injured and Cousins not being 100%, Iguodala not being 100%. So I think they might catch him off guard in a few games. Um, definitely, I, I do think the Raps will start off a little slow, you know, because they'll be nervous and whatnot. They'll start hitting their shots, though, especially at home. The fans will get behind them. So here's the thing, okay? I see this series, Jason. I see it going seven. Mm. And the victor, for the first time ever, <laughs> the NBA championship, will go north of the border. No, it would be historic. I mean, to think the first I'm team. It. Yeah. No, hey, listen. I'm sure everybody up there in, in the six and uh, the Weeda North Nation, they're, they're ready for this. They've been a long time coming. And you know what? I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're able to give me a few minutes to kind of talk about the pulse of what's happening up in Toronto. And all the best to your team. I'm sure we'll be in touch through uh, social media and uh, discussing uh, every nook and cranny, every fiber of this series and uh dave and again the book where can we find the book by the way if uh, i'm sure it's probably on amazon or is it digital or tell us uh where we could get it yeah jay really any book that sells books like amazon barnes and noble uh it's out there man like if you're in canada it's uh chapters and to go but yeah amazon barnes and noble go to town man buy as many copies as you can especially (laughs) if you're a raptors fan please all right and again I need to buy a pizza yeah <laughs> and the name of the book is 100 things raptor fans should know and do before they die the author is dave mendonca m-e-n-d-o-n-c-a dave it's been a pleasure thank you so much greatly appreciated and uh we'll be rooting for the raptors here in new york thanks man great to chat again jay
All right, thanks to Dave Mendonca for his contribution to this podcast, everything that's happening in Toronto and around the Raptors and their magical playoff run. I hope to have many more of these types of podcasts where I'll usually go through my recap of the week. Every Monday, you'll hear my podcast talking about the whole sports landscape. And then to have at least one, maybe two of these types of podcasts where middle of the week or toward the end of the week, I'll have interviews with such as the ones that you heard where I'll have an author, a writer, a broadcaster, even a former or current athlete, as I hope to get in the days and weeks to come. And uh, one of the ways that we can facilitate that is your contribution, people. For those who are out there listening and following this podcast, if I could just implore you to please subscribe, follow, wherever you subscribe to your podcasts, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify. I'm also on Luminary right now. Luminary is a new podcast platform, which has become very popular over the last few weeks with a lot of big stars, big names that have been a part of that network. And believe it or not, they even threw J Reels into the mix. So please go ahead, subscribe, post a rating, leave a review, whatever it may be, because all that's going to do is just increase the visibility of this program amongst the many, the plethora of sports podcasts that are out there in this universe. And in turn, with all the increase of popularity, all that will do is generate a lot of interest and hopefully increase the guests and the people that I could hopefully invite on the show for not only days, weeks, but months and God willing years to come. So if I could ask you guys to do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Also spread the word, take a screenshot, send it to people, let them know that uh, this podcast has everything to do with sports, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, everything. I cover it all. And I do that not only on a weekly basis every Monday, but I hope to sprinkle in, not even sprinkle, I want to have the interviews be just as big of a platform, big of a part of this podcast, just as much as me spewing my opinions, my thoughts, my uh, craziness when I kick off each and every Monday. So you guys can do that. Also, feel free to reach out to me on any of my social media accounts. J Reels on Instagram, J Reels one on Twitter, just a number. The J Reels Podcast on my Facebook page, as well as the J Reels Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. But of course, you could DM me on any of the other social media networks. I would greatly appreciate that. And uh, yes, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope to have many more of these, like I mentioned, in the future. And uh, we'll come back here on Monday, do it all over again. We'll recap the Stanley Cup Finals, as well as the NBA Finals. We'll have a couple games in the books. We'll also uh, get into all the baseball, whatever else that's happening in the world of sports. I'll be sure to break it down for you fully here on the J-Reels Podcast. From the South Bronx, the South Beach, the South Central, the South Pacific, and all points beyond, peace, love, and God bless everybody. Until next time on the J-Reels Podcast, on the flipping.